Welcome to the 3D Print Entrepreneur Podcast hosted by Print That Thing, where we help you become a 3D print designer. I'm your host, Jay Wall, and today's episode, we'll be talking to Jonathan from Maker Tales. Jonathan is a multi-talented maker who has a background in film, laser cutting, and he hosts a YouTube channel with over 18,000 subscribers dedicated to sharing his maker journey and helping others along the way. We had a great chat about his journey into the makerspace from his roots as an actor and sculptor to a digital media specialist before he started using 3D printing to create mic holders and camera gear, which opened up the maker world to him on scale. We chat about Bitcoin, NFTs, and the future of 3D printing. But before we dive into the interview, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Print That Thing, an educational platform that helps you become a 3D print designer within 30 days. We provide easy to digest lessons that compound so you can learn fast. We teach a unique and flexible workflow not found anywhere else. You'll learn by doing while creating 10 unique designs, giving you a strong foundation to get you 3D printing your own ideas. If you want to unleash your superpower of 3D print design, become a member at PTT.live for designs, courses, and community. Hello, fellow 3D printers. Uh, welcome to the Print That Thing podcast, where it is all about 3D print and entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and influencers. Today, we have one of my favorite people is Jonathan from Maker Tales, and he is a super creative dude. And come on into the show. Welcome, Jonathan. How are you doing? What's up? What's up? Yes. Yeah. It's God, how long have we known each other now? It's like over a year over and a, a half. Year. Yeah, I have to tell people the story. So if you don't know about Jonathan, he's a super creative. He does a lot of lasers and 3D printing, and just, just creative on all fronts. Uh, but he messaged me a long time ago. It was like, just out of the blue, an email was like, hey, uh, can we do like a collaboration or something? Or can I take your, he, I, no, you bought our course. Yeah, he bought our workshop. And then he was like, let's yeah. do a YouTube collaboration. I didn't even know who this guy was. And then we've known each other for years now. So thanks for reaching out. <laughs> yeah. No, no worries. No worries. It was good fun. I remember I only had, maybe I just broke a thousand subscribers or something like that. It was, yes. it was crazy. Yeah. And you can check out his YouTube. Awesome. His YouTube has been blowing up right now. You do, a, he does a lot of precision modeling. So if anyone's very interested in practical print, printing, laser cutting, tell them all what you do, what you're, what you're working on now or anything. So basically Maker Tales is all about sharing my maker journey to basically help you in yours. And a big part of it was, well, everything that does precision usually is paid or really hard to learn. So I had to choose either FreeCAD, which seemed to have like no one really teaching it deeply. And then when you do try and learn it, you just get lost or try and get something else that does a lot more, which is Blender. And that's when I went, okay, I'm going to go for Blender because I want to be able to render and make things really pretty as well. Yes. And then that's where I basically found Wall, And from there, it's all history now. I've, it took me about three months to get my head around it. But after that, I've never looked back. That's great. So what were you, what softwares were you using before Blender? Kind of give us your, your story. How did you get into 3D printing? You know, okay. And okay. So <clears throat> I, mine's quite a long that's story. That's okay. Because yeah. quite frankly, I didn't start doing any type of 3D printing or precision work at all. In fact, I started as an actor. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so so I did a lot of acting and a lot of art. And I was a sculptor. I make things with my hands and sculpt. I made massive metal angels, what? snow sculptures, all types of stuff. That was like my thing to do with my hands. Wow. And then I love to do acting and dance. I used to do ballet, tap, modern, choreographic, and jazz, all of it. What? I had no so, clue about all this. Is, yeah. You just keep surprising me. <laughs> and then from there, 
I, from all the arts and stuff, I had to basically decide what I'm going to do. And then I went into university and I decided it's either drama or the creative digital side of things. So I went with the creative digital side and I did creative digital media, which is a brand new course in the UK that literally teaches you almost everything from video production, 3D modeling, um, animation. Whoa. So how long was that program? Is it years or? It was years. It was four years in total, but it was full on. Got my bachelor arts from there. And on the last year I had to specialize Mm. and I, and to be totally honest yeah. here, I didn't learn anything apart from animation in my entire time there <laughs> because all the rest, I pretty much would just go online, learn it, and then go and do yeah. it. So I went, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn visual effects mm-hmm. and animation because that touched so many things. It touched sound design, mm-hmm. it touched 3D modeling texturing photography yeah all you get it. to so be like, like a director wanna... almost like the, the exactly. whole ever you get to control it all everything yes. it's in your head yes. and you go i want to make that real so of course i didn't realize then at that point that was like okay you should do 3d modeling and making things real but instead i was working very much with the visual world so i basically learned maya oh okay and nuke, and nuke? So or, sorry very... what was that nuke 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 okay nuke yeah is, uh, a compositing program, right. node-based. Kind of like so After Effects, I... right? But node-based ish. Yeah. Okay. It's basically okay. After Effects on steroids. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, I've heard a lot of people using, like the pro pros, using Nuke. Yeah. Yeah. Nuke is just composition. Mm-hmm. So think of it literally as if within Blender you have all these nodes mm-hmm. that do like noise and all that. Mm-hmm. Instead of using noise, it's clips of videos and how you mix them together. Oh wow. And that's all it used to do that's cool so yeah even back then they did not have good tracking or anything it was really <laughs> difficult and maya i i really dislike maya right right because when i learned it half of it was out of date and it was really it wasn't a great introduction to 3d right right let's just leave it's it clunky <laughs> but yeah so then we're going to fast forward. Okay. I went over to London uh-huh. and I went, I'm going to make it as a video guy and I'm going to go out there. Did not work. At the end of the day, I learned so much marketing mm. that I turned into a creative agency. Smart. Yeah. And from that creative agency, I basically just turned into marketing going over and over. And one thing that I found was I had all these tools and things to work together, but all this camera equipment really was costing a lot. Yes, it's expensive hobby. Bit, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> to, to get a bit that just connect two things together was like 50 pounds or like almost $75. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? There must be another way of doing yeah. this. Like there was this little clip for a microphone that you'd have under your shirt so it doesn't show up and it doesn't rub mm-hmm. on the material. Just one of those was like a hundred pounds. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm not doing that. No. So I went and learned Tinkercad online. I love Tinkercad. Love Tinkercad. It it, it really does feel like Play-Doh because you make the right shape first. It's so easy. And then you use that shape to make everything else. Mm -hmm. I I love it. Yeah. I love it. And if anyone is listening and you've never done 3D print design, go try, just play around with Tinkercad. It's it's a good way to just kind of get your, see if you even like it. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Like Tinkercad is the way to first play around with anything. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's so fun intuitive <laughs> yeah, yeah. more than anything mm-hmm. like you have a cube i want to cut that away you do that so when did you like um, dr- drift into like the 3d printing part of it or where so i i had to go back to really find that mm-hmm. one and for that that was around 2015 yep. i bit the bullet now before 2015 i really wanted to do like the rep rap and all that and open mm-hmm, source. But mm-hmm. I was just like, cause this was like right at the beginning type of 3d printers. It was just sort of a wild west. Do I really <laughs> want the headache of dealing with the first prototypes yes. of 3d printers? So out of nowhere, Zortrax had the Kickstarter mm-hmm. went great. And all the reviews coming from it were like hand down. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I now, if I could speak to my old self, would be like, don't do it. But <laughs> Same with me. I, I bought I a MakerBot, dude. That's probably even worse. I just was like, I don't want to build anything because I'm, I'm a filmmaker. I just want to yeah. pay. I'll pay two, $3,000 just for that, a machine that that's works. That's the same. Yeah. That's the yeah. same. I, I paid $1,800. Yeah, pounds, I was about that Which too. is like $2,300. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, now on, on top of that, I paid for, for cinema 4d. So I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'll buy an expensive printer and an expensive software to like, make sure I do this. So I'm right there. I, I, I know the feeling. Yeah. So I got myself the, the Zortrax M200 and the first ever 3d print I did, mm-hmm. I think was this little, like um, helical thing like torture test uh-huh. and it just did it and I was just like okay that I'm I'm happy with that <laughs> so then I went how small can I get mm-hmm. and I made a button for Ooh, my that's a great idea. girlfriend's she was making an iPad case uh-huh. and she wanted to have a button so I made a button and I was like okay great and then from there I was like okay let's make something practical now practical. and that's when I made my own microphone thing Ooh. for that under the what shirt. software did you and use I, for that do you remember Tinkercad, Tinkercad. that's great and, and that there was actually my very first 3d print design and object that I sold Ooh. so how did that feel printing your your own design and then selling it what would that feel like? oh it was it, it was awesome <laughs> and, and not only that but then you you go into the right communities that's the key thing here is find the community for the solution you're solving because the whole thing about 3d printing is that you can customize it for any niche so just when you were talking about buttons i was like oh my gosh that could be it oh you could be a button designer for you know and just run with that there's for years there's someone that does bow ties oh gosh see it's just endless that just does bow ties nothing else does 3d printed laser cut bow ties and that's all their Etsy store is. I can't remember them, but it's it's awesome. If you could only sell one product, what would you want? It, what you have an idea of? Like I would, because I would do like hats. I do. What would you? What would you do? I do know what I would. What want. niche? Puzzle boxes. Oh yeah, puzzle boxes. Yes, you were very interested in that. Yeah, yeah show off a puzzle so, box here. I'll, I'll show off one of my puzzle boxes. So Woo! here's a 15 step. Oh my gosh! Laser cut puzzle box. Wow. And it's it's full on, but. I love puzzle boxes. Do you do the like, Rubik's cube? It, how do you know how to do that too? I don't. Oh, I, I don't. feel like you would love a Rubik's cube. I, I would. I would. I'm gonna get to you learn, one for and, for Christmas if you're a good boy this year. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it would be puzzle boxes if I had to do. But anyway, yes. So Sorry. first ever 3D print. Yes. And 
I showed it to the community of filmmakers because they all wanted the same. Because ah. we had the it's the Sennheiser mic mm -hmm. and the little attachment for it was so much. And then I, I said, hey, guys, what do you guys think of this? Like, do you think this will work? And the first thing I get wasn't a, I, do you think, I think it will work. It would be like, how much are they? Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh. I did not expect that answer. Right, 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 right. Um, so, so coming from that, I completely and utterly undersold myself. Oh, yeah. We, you like, all, we, we all do that in the beginning. Oh, I, I, I did it real bad. Good. I think I, I, I was selling these things for only two pounds mm -hmm. right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, and I you know, were printing them for I, people too? I just made something that was 100. Right. Well, you were printing them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, printing yeah, yeah. Posting. yeah. Well, hopefully you learned your lesson, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, I did. I've done that I too. Did. I did. Yes. I did. You have to do but that. What was, yeah. And what was great was then in the same community, they asked, hey, can you change it for this microphone and that microphone? Custom. Yeah. So that's that was that was pretty awesome. Dude, that's, I love that's That's your story, because I got into filmmaking. I mean, I got into 3D printing one because of visual effects. So we have very similar stories. And um, when I got started, I was like, I want to make 3D print like camera rigs, things like, you know, just to help the, the film industry. There's so many, I mean, filmmaking is problem solving. So is 3D print design. So I think we just love solving problems. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in the film industry, if, if, if we can speak from any experience, yeah. there's a lot of problems. Every second, every minute. <laughs> every, every minute there's a problem. Yeah. And especially when you're doing quite guerrilla-esque oh, yeah. and low budget, mm -hmm. it's just like, how can I make this work? Smooth. In the lowest budget, yeah. as nice as but possible. Look, yeah, look and and look very expensive and incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I and it is it went on from there because I created GoPro mounts for people. Cool. I created a crazy like after a little bit of time, mm -hmm. um, it went around town that I was making things mm -hmm. for film stuff, and that's when quite a big agency. Uh -huh that was doing an advert for, I forget what they're called. Is it Behance shoes or balance shoes? Uh -huh. Anyway, something, some big brand yeah. of shoes. And they wanted to do like a, a movable bullet time. Oh, so they were going to have 15, um, 7d cameras Whoa. on this big semicircle. Mm -hmm with like three or four people holding this rig. Oh my God. And then you would have the person in the middle doing some sort of sport thing. So you could record all of mm -hmm. them and then have it just go bullet time around like matrix. Yeah, do that them. matrix effect. <laughs> oh my God. That was, that was the day that I went into laser cutting as well. Wow. Dang. I love that. that. You're such first... an entrepreneur too. I don't know if you are, were you always entrepreneurial kind of spirit? Like, were you like working and doing things as a kid or I, I actually haven't really had a boss in my life. Ooh, um, dude, that's, um, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's very good. It's pretty much something that I've done. I think my first business I set up, mm -hmm. I was 12 years old. Wow. 12? Uh-huh. Yeah, 12 years old. And I was called the Flaming Grass Cutter. Oh, dude, I've cut grass too. That's so funny. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so yeah i was i was the flaming grass cutter. flaming grass cutter uh, i even made my own little logo i got myself business cards oh, wow. that i printed out myself and cut them it was it was brilliant so are your parents entrepreneurs too or are you mainly like 
like you just is this coming from just you or your parents like that too i would say my mother's an artist okay and my father is a businessman. Oh, so you got the best of both. It was just sort of a, more than anything, I'm just really, I, I don't want to sound a little bit too bravos, but I'm really creative. Oh, yeah. Like, we if all I'm are. I'm not being creative, <laughs> I'm not happy. Like, I, I've been very fortunate in my life that I've learned, like, my passion mm-hmm. early. Yes. Which is creativity. Yes. If you're being creative, it doesn't matter anything else. I concur. So, That's literally the, the, like that. Cause sometimes like, you know, if you, ever, you know, when you get into a funk and you're just like not feeling it, you know, you're just like, Oh, you're kind of low and that's natural with anything in life. But like, that's been my thing is like, just keep creating. Like, I feel like we're all here to be creators, you know? And like, I hate it when people are like, Oh, I'm not creative. It's like, what are you talking about? Like you literally are a creative being, you know, like oh, it's I- oozing out of you. You're just like holding it in. So I think everybody can do it. And I think that's whenever we feel the the happiest and it's like just it just releases something whenever you're being creative and problem solving yeah i think it's got a little bit to do if i'm going to go a little bit philosophical yeah let's go (laughs) is is that the way that society is set up right now is like everybody you've got to have a goal you've got to have a goal and that goal is what you've got to go do you get that goal that is the wrong way to look at life it's so backwards the way you should look at life is what are you building? Mm. Not a goal. It's like, are you building relationships? Ooh. Are you building your brand? Right. Are you building co- connections? It's all about building. Cause then yeah. at that point, the goal doesn't look so scary yes. because it's not a goal anymore. It's a, I'm building the pillar that I'm on right now. It's the process. I'm happy with that. Yes. That's what yes. I've been tr- struggling, struggling with. Cause I'm like, so like, like everybody we're very, taught almost as a to be very goal oriented like you were saying but like i have a thing up here that says like love the process it just reminds me every day love the process and just staying because it's like you're there even if you like if you have a goal to make a million dollars or help a a hundred thousand people you know anything like that like once you get there you're still going to have another goal you know, yeah. it's always going to be another thing. So it's like just learning how to love the process. I love that you said building. What are you building? Because right here, I've been I've been thinking of that a lot too. And it just says building badass 3D print designers. Because I have to keep a focus. You're like, what are we doing? And both yeah. of us, we're building badass 3D print designers to let them create what they want. And I think that's, I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah. Beautiful. It's also a thing that I feel that a lot, everybody is expected. You have to have perfection. Like that's not, no matter what perfection is it, my screens, I've had this for the last three years. I have in big text, make it raw, not perfect. Oh, make it raw, not perfect. I remember you told me that when we first met and I was like, yes, that's, that's, that's some great advice. If you hear nothing else from this podcast, the last thing and this thing, (laughs) just make stuff. (laughs) It it truly is like. When it, when it comes to it, you and me, we both started with failed things probably. Every day. Like, I mean, I, the, the, the thing day. I just printed this morning was a failure. And I was like, oh, dang. But then I'm like, okay, now I know how to make it better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think it's like, I'm going to show you something. Okay, show me. Right? Yes. Yeah. So this is great. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, go check out Maker Tales on YouTube. He's also got some stuff on his website that's coming up. So go to makertales.com, I believe. Um, 
What you? Oh, oh yeah. Failure. There you go. Failures. <laughs> All failures. Yep. Yes, but we don't show that part. <laughs> we should we though. No, yeah, we don't. But nobody really wants to should, see it right? either. Most people don't. I mean, unless you can do it, cut it in a cool way. Exactly. Make it entertaining. I, and to, to be honest, I, I did that. And like one of my old, old videos, uh -huh. I did a super rapid prototyping design for a phone holder from laser cut Smart. wood. I was just showing like, I started with this idea and went from there, there, there. That's why I went to lasers because they're so quick. Oh. It's the one thing that I don't like about 3D printers is the speed. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because it's so slow. So lasers it's compared so to a 3D printed part, like how fast is a laser going to pop something out? Oh, I'll have this made in a day. Okay. Oh, okay. Every single piece. Right. Every single piece. Well, every single piece will be cut out in maybe an hour or two. But it's still running G-code, uh, right? But it's just faster. It's still running G-code. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then from that thing that takes longer is putting it together by hand, but you're going to have that anyway with 3D printing. Right, right. So... But I do think uh -huh. the future. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what is the future? What do you think the future of 3D print design, 3D printing, where do you think it's going? Oh, it, it's a really big question. It is. Like at the end of the day, you have no idea where it's going. But I do have a few inklings of where it might be going. Mm. I have a feeling it's going to get faster. Oh, yes. Hopefully. It's going to get bigger. Mm. It's going to probably involve lasers Ooh. to do curing of something to, because lasers are just so fast right, right, and right. so powerful. So if you can use something fast and powerful, like right this minute, we're using projectors. Goodness sakes, yeah. why are you using right. a projector? Use a laser. <laughs> like we literally have super fast, they're called Garbo lasers, lasers that are are they're used two mirrors and they move like that and you should see them in action they're so fast Whoa. you use a garbo laser with uv resin that's uh, I, I i don't even have a a clue how fast that would make some have you seen but, those things i'm sure you, you probably have but it's like it's like a, a vat of resin or something right like in a, in a cube and clear glass or something and then they're shooting lasers or lights or something in it and it's actually yeah. rotating and i was like oh that could be interesting and, and and inside it it makes a 3d image right right you, you know what Th this is crazy you know what's actually happening there? what they're basically shooting two lasers to meet at one point uh -huh. superheat the glass inside and crack it huh what crack wait cr crack the 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 exterior glass the glass inside oh inside oh why though so the, the because then that's how you can you can do that with many many points uh, okay and then it creates this fake 3d thing inside of that glass cube really that's interesting yeah. i think i'd have to see it, it but that is crazy so you have you seen it, it or you just seen it online you, you can't see it because uh -huh. everything's refracting oh my god lasers like if you looked at that it would just be a crazy light show, but it's pretty crazy stuff. Like, Whoa. I'm, I'm amazed by it. So what do, you, but yeah. what do you want to create? Like what in the next five years, I know you're doing a lot of precision thing. You're building courses and build, building things a lot, but like, what do you like your dream designs? Like, do you, do you want to build like big stuff, small things, products? Like what? My, so I, I'm stuck in, in a hard place right mm -hmm. now, which is I love 3d printing. Mm -hmm but I'm a very eco-conscious dude. 
Dude, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. Let's go. So I'm just like, again, we're talking about the future. Mm -hmm. I really think the future of all of this is going to go sustainable. I agree. I agree. Like we have the, what are they called? The sustainability goals set by the EU. Mm -hmm. Like these are all these goals. And one of them is the whole thing of renewable slash biodegradable and more than biodegradable home compostable yes. um, stuff because there are there are biodegradable filaments that is PLA right PLA is made out of starch right it's basically usable in that sense but it's not biodegradable yeah. there's two definitions of biodegradable one of them is industrial biodegradability industrial. And the other one is home compostability home compostability. And home compostable means that you get this thing, you chuck it in your compost in your back garden, as long as you have a place that's around 20-ish degrees. I don't know what that is. Celsius. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Probably like 50, 60, 70. It it wouldn't get (laughs) hot enough to and have the right condition Mm -hmm. to then biodegrade within about eight-ish months. Okay, that's amazing. That would be great industrial is a little bit different Mm -hmm. you need the correct acidity Uh, correct pressure mm. and the correct temperature of about 60 degrees celsius for it to actually break down well so yeah so most people probably in their backyard (laughs) aren't gonna have that exactly so for instance um maker muse he did a whole thing about um algae pla outdoors with his nuke rocket thing Mm -hmm. that he got from fallout Mm -hmm. well yeah that worked out great for him because he's in australia right he's got the conditions hot yeah yeah so (laughs) it's hot he used it as a plant pot so it's got dirt in Mm -hmm. it and he's got direct sunlight (laughs) yes it's gonna start to break down i've I've seen some people doing it with mycelium have you seen that like uh mushroom type stuff and it's like they they're trying to replace uh you know the foam packaging just just your weight just your weight i've got a special something heck yeah but yeah eventually i think I hope that uh, we can help as, as a community, help the, uh, the pl- plastic problem. What you got? Oh, yes, you did it. This is my yes. and hemp. And what hemp? This is carbon negative. Oh my gosh. So what are you trying to create there? Or are you just testing? So I'm just testing. Okay. This here is basically wow. made by some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, just down the road. Mm-hmm. They're like, leading eu um what are they called mycologists uh-huh, or something uh-huh, like that uh-huh. and goodness gracious me like the stuff that he's making there like he's one of the things that they're able to make is actually carbon negative protein whoa i don't even know and what that, that means what does that mean carbon mind. negative proteins like what are we talking so about car- here so you know the whole idea of carbon neutral right no <laughs> so, car- okay. so everything everything creates carbon okay so okay yeah, yes yes we're burning fuels to make it right or literally everything. Mm-hmm. So hemp is really interesting because the amount of energy you need to grow hemp mm-hmm. is actually, it soaks up more carbon than the energy <laughs> needed to make it. It's like eating celery. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically it's sort of that it's eating celery in the plant. In the plant world. World. That's great. So you grow this hemp, and then from the hemp, you use that as the substrate to use for mycelium mm-hmm. um, builds. And you can create a type of mushroom mm-hmm. 
And the type of mushroom, it's called an, a functional protein. Ooh. That when you have this mushroom with some fiber in your body, it turns into protein. Oh, beautiful. And the, the worst CO2 emitting thing that we eat mm. is protein. Interesting. And there you go. You've like, honestly, if this got taken in, like truly by industry, mm -hmm. it would revolutionize Everything. the food industry. Well, so all of a sudden from being the most polluting food, mm -hmm. it would actually be the greenest food. Wow. Well, it's, so that thing that you just held up, that, that thing, could that be, maybe there's a, you think that could be used, that material could be used with lasers somehow? I guess it would be. Yes, that, that is a plan. My plan is to basically slice it. Okay, okay. And see if I can laser cut it. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna, that would be technically cool. It should be possible. Dude, that's a great idea. So yeah, I, I remember, like I literally, I remember calling Amber one time, like really sad because I was like, I was building 3D print courses and stuff. And I was like, man, like I'm just adding to the problem. Like I'm just teaching people how to make plastic stuff. You know, so I was yeah. like, maybe the, the bigger goal of one of the companies is to help like turn the plastic waste into something else. And meanwhile, building types of other materials that we can use so we don't have to use plastics yeah. anymore. Yeah, that, that's that's the key yeah. thing. Like, I don't think you can phase out plastics. No, like no. That. Like even even to make those, you have to use a plastic bucket <laughs> or a plastic bag. Right. Because... Mushrooms are incredible. They will eat, eat everything, everything organic. Yeah. Like what you're talking about, this mycelium printing. Mm -hmm. It's I, like toothpaste. I don't like <laughs> it. Yeah, it's not really mycelium printing. What they do from the one that I've seen anyway, mm -hmm. is they create a hull mm -hmm. out of sort of vase mode mm -hmm. and then stuff that with hay that's inoculated with mushrooms. Gotcha. And because PLA is organic, mm. the mu mushroom absorbs the PLA and eats it up. Exactly. <laughs> so then once, once the mushroom's done its thing and it's gone full mycelial all over the place, it's so incredibly strong. You then basically dry it out. You sterilize it. And it is strong. Like, That's I'm amazing. not kidding. This would hurt me if I hit it off the top of my head. Oh, really? I was and thinking it would feel like more like so pork. This, this feels is, like more like concrete or chalk. Here, I've got knock on it, <laughs> knock on my, it. <laughs> my my alcohol-free beer. Yeah, because I don't drink that. But okay, 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 it that is helps. Solid, and this, these two, mm -hmm. so empty bottle and this, mm -hmm. I would say they weigh about the same. Wow, interesting. It's, 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 it's amazing stuff. So you amazing. want to make products with futuristic biomaterial, it sounds like. I would love to. Yes. Like, and you're that, that is that is pretty much, well, that's basically being a scientist. I want to be that. Like, you are. Just, just I, say you are, and then you are. I mean, you've got it in your room, you know? Like, you're obviously doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Something else that I think that's going to happen in the future... Yeah. A lot with this mycelial stuff mm. is topology optimization, like uh, like AI kind of stuff. Um, AI and right this minute, the whole like building a three D model for the forces that are going to be on Ooh, it, okay. and then removing all the rest of the material from it. Interesting, yeah. And 
right this minute, I think that's going to happen a lot. I know it's happened in Amsterdam. They've actually built a metal bridge I've seen, by a robot. I saw that. Okay, I saw. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so they've done that one, and then uh, with that, what's going to happen is I have a feeling there's going to be a sway in product design. I agree. And the sway in product design is they will no longer have things past 45 degrees. They will <gasps> no longer do things that aren't 3D printable. That 45 degree rule. Go, yeah, you're a thoy. That thoy. Dude, look, I printed thoy. I printed this this morning just to test it, but it prints like this. It's a battery holder that stacks upon each other. It's just a prototype, but it prints like that. It's just to Whoa. show the 45 degree rule. And then you just go click. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. But yes. But yeah, I, oh, that's what I really think the future has. The future has will be two conventions mm -hmm. of product design. One of them will be 3D printer friendly mm -hmm. because I think manufacturing is going to take this on and manufacturing is going to be like, hey, nah, that's, that's not going to be compatible with my fast process. Yes. FDM, SLA, whatever they want to use. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, go back to the drawing board. It's it's coming. We are the future. Uh, we are the future future product designers, essentially. Like we are. Like much. you know the old school cats. And sorry if you're listening, anybody. But like if you're not adapting to the new style, then you're probably just going to get left behind. You know, if you're not thinking yeah. additively. Well, I know that a whole bunch of people that are taking my course. Mm -hmm. Like I've actually had comments of people that are like in their 80s taking the blender course yes and it's awesome it is I, I and i'm surprised that we're doing a workshop right now the april workshop and there's two gentlemen that are in their maybe 50s 60s 70s and i was like whoa but they're like like he one guy's running a flower shop him and his wife and he wants to like have us printer up front but he wants to custom design all these vases and i'm like dude that's a great idea like exactly. he's a, exactly. an entrepreneur like i love it uh, okay so uh, what other advice would you give to people like for everyone listening, if they like say they they've never done any 3D anything they're maybe they have a 3D printer at their house, but they want to start printing ideas. Like what advice would you get to those people getting started? I've sort of thought about this one a lot yeah. because I'm thinking of myself right at the beginning. Yeah, young Jonathan. <laughs> and I would say sort of understand the incredible diverse skill set of the area you're going into mm. and what you're about to learn, because it is so much more than just 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're learning a whole new skill set of design. Once you go into the 3D space, you're going to encounter everyone. You'll encounter people that are rendering fake things for product design. You'll encounter people that are doing game design. Mm. You'll encounter virtual reality, yeah. photogrammetry. You'll, find everyone in the same pool and it's it's up to you how deep you want to go into it mm -hmm. but i promise you the deeper you go the funner it gets mm -hmm. like uh, you you will you'll you'll get hooked like me which is i i started with blender just thinking precision mm -hmm. and now i'm doing rendering yeah your renders look great dude they're doing really I, good I'm, I'm doing like procedural textures mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I never thought in a million years that I would do that, but yeah. That's great advice. And Thank you for sharing that. No problem. I know so the whole thing, I know it sounds cliche, but if you fail, just keep trying. Yes. Like fail fast. Failure is, exactly. <laughs> just like rapid fail prototyping. Fast. Yeah. Fail fast and pivot. That was actually, I was reading the book, um, uh, the guy, of, the head of Pixar, 
And uh, he was, that was one of his guys. I think Brad Bird, the guy who did uh, Finding Nemo, that was his like motto to his crew and his people like, hey, I don't care if we're wrong. Like, let's just get wrong really fast so we can pivot and fix it and do make something amazing. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. great advice. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's also one cat. What's the catch? Yes. And that is intellectual property is no joke. Woo, let's go into there. Let's go there. So yeah, what are you, what are your feelings on intellectual property and all that for 3D print design? So um, it's, it's actually something that I'm currently exploring within Blender mm. because Blenders are all open source, right, right. right? And the whole thing of open source, it's all based behind something called a GPL license, okay. which basically means whatever you make that's for Blender and you put it in Blender, you have to give the source code openly to anyone. Oh, I didn't know that. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's good to know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So literally, I, I, I still need to read up a little bit more. On right, it, right. But I would say, don't take my word right, for right. it. But it, from what I see, GPL basically would mean that if someone creates an add-on mm -hmm. and sells the add-on, mm -hmm. and then they, you put it into your Blender, mm -hmm. if you're a real stinker of a person, mm -hmm you could literally copy and paste the code of that add-on mm -hmm. and sell it yourself. Right. Which people will do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's, it's weird. Like I'm totally for open source and I'm totally for all of this. Mm -hmm. And it comes now with the whole idea of NFTs. I know. And yes. Now we've, so interesting. We've got NFTs. Yes. We've got intellectual property problems. Yeah. We've got GPL. We've got such a mix of things. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we've got Creative Commons and the, what is it, four, five, six different licenses that come with that. Yeah. And unless you're really switched on, you can get bit pretty hard by intellectual property, especially. So mm. more than anything, I would say, don't do anything Disney. Yeah. That's dude. GoPro that's just basic. cranked down. So I got an email from, cause I have a, I did a, a GoPro mount head thing, you know, like for parkour yeah. and stuff for one of my film buddies. And I got an email cause it says GoPro POV head mount, right? That's what the title looked like. And they were like, Hey, GoPro yeah. just, they didn't do a cease and desist, but they were essentially saying like, Hey, you can't say GoPro blank, blank. You have to say blank, yeah. blank, blank, GoPro, you know, for GoPro. Cause they're saying what? they don't I'm want, surprised. yeah, they, they don't, they're, they didn't want to take down the designs. They just don't want you to put the, the word GoPro first, because then it's like that's people, so they were saying, I guess people could associate it with like, that's one of GoPro's products, I guess is the only thing I can think. But that was a big email I got from Shapeways a few weeks ago. Uh, that's crazy yeah. because I, I've had something like that. And I can't remember exactly what it was. What was I remember it, you said something earlier about GoPro. That's why I was going to, I was going to bring it up. Was it, was it, I, I can't remember, but it's changed. Yeah. I, I had it that I had the name of like, I don't know. Let's say, let's say baby Yoda. Okay. Yeah. Perfect okay? example. Yeah. So baby Yoda <laughs> took over the internet yes. and everybody was making baby Yoda, baby uh -huh. Yoda. Now the problem is you cannot say, Hey, you can't have this in because baby yoda and no point is it said baby yoda in mandalorian ah. however yoda yeah. itself is, an is icon. intellectual yeah. property and it's an icon yeah. and it's a brand yeah. so it doesn't matter i forgot there's like a 2080 rule that if as long as it's modified at least 20 percent mm. 
like then there's like a fudgeability about it. But the thing that you're referring back to the exact same thing, mm. it's sort of like saying, well, you can't say that. Like I was expecting that GoPro would tell you, say action. Cam right. Instead. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. They, that's what I was actually thinking about calling it that. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting where it's all going. And I, I think that's what is interesting that we all need to start talking about because it doesn't see everyone's just like oh it's it's fine you know we're not gonna we're not hurting anybody but it's like but there's got to be a better way where everyone can still create what they want and then you know everyone the big guys still get their cut or whatever like so it's it's i honestly think that the nft way is pretty interesting i need to research more on it okay so i'll i can give you a a synopsis like digital art right essentially but no, 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 not really. Okay, no, uh, not, not really. No. If we were gonna, if we're gonna put that into an absolute basic idea, yes. is damn it, I don't have my box isn't open, and I don't know if I can remember how to open my no, puzzle box. No, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but underneath it, what it has uh, is a serial number, mm-hmm. right? So you know that that is unique to that. Ah, uh, I got you. Right. So an NFT is basically a code, a unique identifier that goes. <laughs> exactly yeah, okay. that goes with the digital artwork ah interesting that's it whoa nothing else okay what that's you great do is you basically give that digital artwork like a wristband mm. so then whenever you do a blockchain mm-hmm. so if here's here's another one teaching people <laughs> blockchain go on uh, I'm, i've only just got my head around yes this, okay yeah. so blockchain think of it as two tribes, mm-hmm. you're not two tribes, you're in a tribe, <laughs> right? And this tribe guy goes, hey, look, um, I want you to build me a hut because I really like the hut that you've mm-hmm. built, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, okay, well, you just owe me this later, okay? Now, when this happened, everybody else in the tribe was seeing this, mm-hmm. right? Okay, this guy then built the hut. And now he's gone back and said, no, you never said that. Well, what blockchain mm-hmm. does is the rest of the tribe is the blockchain, which goes, ah, uh, uh-huh. you said by our account, uh-huh. we remember you owe him that. That's okay. And cool. that's basically what blockchain is. Whoa. Like it's the idea that everyone is verifying everything. Whoa. Now I have a big problem with it as well in the sense that again, eco, um, yeah. like one transaction on a blockchain mm. Is the equivalent of seven hundred and twenty thousand car transactions. That's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that it was kind of an environmental like whoosh, every kind it, of. It, it is. Huh. It is a bombshell. Like <laughs> it has the same um, CO two mm-hmm. footprint mm-hmm. as New Zealand. Wow, wow. So it there's is. maybe, but maybe there's yeah. So maybe we're just there it's, again. It's this early. Has to do yeah. with energy sources, though. Right. Right. Mm, so then maybe energy can change exactly yeah. once energy changes yeah. then that's no longer such a big problem Man. and but god like so the whole blockchain thing so you get artwork uh-huh. has that wristband mm-hmm. and then that wristband sort of has a unique thing to it that because it's got that unique code mm-hmm. and everybody knows that code and who it's been to in the past mm-hmm. they can go all the way to the beginning when that nft got made and when that nft gets made you can tell the artist, hey, any single time that this gets, it can, well, I'm not copied, but sold, uh-huh. um, I get a 10% commission. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like, so that. that's the power of NFT. Holy so moly. One, I get it artist, now. Yeah. Yeah. If one artist sells a piece of artwork for $10, yeah. 
to some other random dude. He was a big art collector. Mm -hmm. He goes to his arty friends and one of his arty friends goes, damn, I like that. Yep. That. How much do you want it? He goes, 100 grand. Yep. At that point, you now, because you set that as a 10% commission rate, Whoa. whenever it gets sold, that comes back to you. You just made a grand. So I like that idea. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's, it's sort of like you throw intellectual property into the mm -hmm. wind a little bit mm -hmm. and you just go, hey, look, share the idea, sell the idea. But at the end of the day, whenever it, the original thing gets sold, mm -hmm. I get a cut from it. Whoa. Whoa. That's so, wild. Yeah, yeah, that is still like semi hard for me to wrap my hand. I know in like five, four, three to four years, we're going to be like, oh, it's, a, you know, but yeah, it's uh, definitely got to. It's taken me like over a year to understand. Blockchain. Yeah, I remember looking up uh, just like uh, uh, cryptocurrency back in the day, like early. And I was like, I still and then I bought. I, I know we don't have to go. Yeah, we don't. Oh, go ahead. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so way back. Uh -huh. And I'm talking way back when i only had a laptop okay so <laughs> those <I'm talking> days <laughs> right at the beginning when bitcoin just came okay. out and i used to be super nerd well not that i'm not used to no still we am. still are yeah me too <laughs> um i actually went and started mining oh okay, right okay. This beginning Whoa, yeah you like, were I'm super talking, early adopter it came out maybe a month mm -hmm. and I was there. Mm -hmm. It was a pain to set up. Mm -hmm. There was no user interfaces. You were very much doing this the hardest way possible. <laughs> I had my computer running for a couple of weeks mm -hmm. and I got a total of five Bitcoin. Whoa, mining. And I got really annoyed because I couldn't play my video games. Oh, okay. You got to balance and it out. At the end of the day, I was using more electricity from my mom hey. than what I was making in Bitcoin because the Bitcoin was only like, well, not even 20 or anything back then. It was like zero. Yeah. So I went, you know what? Kind of forget about mm. it. And of course, back then, there wasn't really like an account. You had this big, long hash code, oh. which is your wallet. I don't know that anymore. Right, so right, somewhere right. in the ether four existence, yeah. I have five, five. freaking bitcoins <laughs> just floating. And ah, oh, I, I kick myself. I really do kick myself. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's what one thing I love about you is you're just, you're an early adopter, you know, like you literally will just jump in on lots of things and just go into it. Well, it's sort of like a, You've got to really sort of weigh the risk to reward mm -hmm. with most things. Um, so risk to reward was, for instance, my workshop. Okay. I made an entire workshop building video. I saw that on, on your my YouTube. YouTube yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite a big risk because I'd never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you bring down risk? Usually research. Mm -hmm. I educate yourself. Of yeah, educate <laughs> education. Yourself. I did about three months of planning mm. before I even like bought the first materials. So with that, I got the reward of something much better for a much lower price. Yep. But it was still a big risk right. because I was saying it's on you. Yeah, and you're not you're not scared to do the actual work too. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's all early adopters, yep. you need to do the Yeah, work. you got to be there, grunting. There, yeah. is, there, is no, there is no other way about it. Like the first 3D printers that were 3D printing, 
hands down to them. Oh yeah. Goodness me. They 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 truly went through hell. Yeah. Like, Imagine the people I, in I had, like 87 who were like trying to get it going then. They're like this is going to revolutionize I, everything and it's like uh you're like 20 40 years early. You know? Yeah. They that well I think the main thing that they didn't have was the material science or the computer everything to go with it. Uh, yeah. It's just crazy. I know. Unfortunately, it was the whole idea that the pat- it was patented so hard as well. Right. That's when it all unleashed. It was, it, yeah, it was locked for 50 years, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Something like years. in 2000 or something. When yeah. the maker bots so, and all those started coming out. <laughs> exactly. And as soon as here again, we're talking about intellectual property. Yes. Like as soon as you open it up, that's when innovation happens. Yep. And I don't know. It, I've got a love-hate relationship with the whole idea of intellectual property. Yes, I think that anybody who's created something should have their say and say that's mine. Ownership. And yeah, yeah. You should own what you that- labor. That's what I'm. That's what I struggle with too. Is like I love the 3D printing. Everything's open and free. And then, but it's like also we we come from artists. You know, we we we're used to making money for any kind of creative thing we do. So it's like we've got the creator. The idea is the most valuable part, and the creator has to get some kind of cut for their time and their their detail you know all of their skills that they're putting into yeah. this so there's got to be a way and we're gonna figure it out Jonathan. there's gonna be something <laughs> we're gonna figure it uh, out it, 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 it's interesting because mm-hmm. it also goes into it goes so deep this because frankly it goes into the whole idea of algorithms and then the whole chat about privacy and all right. the rest because all of this sort of intellects from blockchain to environmental it's all connected it's it's all connected at the end of the day like the only way that you can watchdog people about what they're doing and how their carbon offset is is through algorithms who follow you right it's like then everybody then then goes about saying oh i don't want to be followed but yeah yeah look in an idealist world and i have no idea if this would work right right so we're dreaming here Big, big, big dreams yes. here. Um, it's sort of like privacy is an illusion. Oh. And and why is there anything to hide? Why, what, sure, surely, if the top, top, top of power had nothing to hide as well. Mm-hmm. Transparency. And absolute, yeah. yeah, and the absolute like firstborn baby has nothing to hide no. either. Then that so much gets removed Whoa. like at that point it's just liberated like everyone's ideas is floating all around everybody sees sort of everything right and that's here i'm gonna go yeah let's now. go yeah let's go to the future Here's like what's this world look like huh oh in your brains in your brains so we're like in a virtual reality like the matrix like well, so, <laughs> we're in the matrix in think, the matrix <laughs> sort of might be who knows <laughs> well to be honest like was it Elon uh-huh. is making is making neural? Oh yeah, I've seen Facebook and was test playing with it too. It, it's some it's some crazy stuff that he's making there. Mm-hmm. But like I've listened to the podcast that he's done, mm-hmm. and he has like big plans. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he's sort of saying the same thing here, which is privacy is an illusion. Interesting, like, like because if you're married to your privacy, you're you're no longer wanting to innovate really ah. because at that point you're, you're closing a gate to innovation. Right. Right. You're right. Saying, no, 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 this is mine. Right. No, no one else. It's is. like when old it school. Really be. 
Yeah. yeah. It should really be, this is humanities. This is for all and of us. Exactly. Whoa, that's, I, I, that's, some, again, that's some huge... Alien invasion comes. Right. We'll see the world differently. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's great. That's awesome. Dude, thank you so much for talking with me. This has been so much fun. Um, where can people find you? What are you working on right now? Anything, let them know. Yeah, absolutely. So basically... Um, I'm making everything and anything. I'm trying to niche down and I have niched down, which is basically 3D printing, Ooh. laser cutting, um, electronics, mm. VR, Ooh. and photogrammetry. Yes. If you want to learn all those things, that's what Maker Tale is all about. I'm going to be making a crash course pretty soon on like learning precision very quickly. Sort of like if you want to get bite right into mm. the best meaty bit of the biscuit of 3D modeling for 3D printing. I'm going to make that course soon, but it's not made just yet. So go over to my website, yes. which is makertales.com and sign up to my little newsletter there. And I'll let you know as soon as possible. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. Wait, no way. I got a game. We're going to play a game. So uh, oh, Amber God. wanted me to do this. It's only a few. Okay. So this is word association. Uh, it's all 3D printing related. Um, all right. So I'll just say a word and then you just, or say two words and you just pick one. PLA, TPU. PLA. Okay, FDM or SLA? FDM. 3D scan or 3D model? 3D model. Ooh. Supports or no supports? No support. STL or OBJ? OBJ. Box modeling or sculpting? Box. Prusa slicer. Uh, oh, what? I would say they're both the same. Okay, okay, okay. Touche, touche. Prusa slicer or Cura slicer? Prusa. Prusa. Okay. My Mini Factory, Colt 3D. Colt 3D. Shapeways, 3D Hubs. 3D Hubs. Okay. Practical Design or Decorative Design? Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, digital Download? Practical then. Practical Yeah, Practical Design. Digital Download or Print on Demand? Digital Download. Sell a product or take on a client? That's it. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I would say celebrate. Ooh, okay, cool. That's it. Yeah. So thanks for coming. Amber <laughs> was like, let's just play this game. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming to hang with us. Uh, hopefully we'll have you on another season, another episode. And uh, yeah, keep us, keep me in the loop. I'm, I'll talk to you on discord. I'm sure. But um, oh, absolutely. yeah, keep creating. And uh, what are you, keep, what are you building? Keep building. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just building everything Let's do it. actually i'm soon going to be building a summer house on the garden and i'll be doing photogrammetry Ooh. to go and test build that and do the whole thing in blender oh my gosh so, dude post it go up check it yes out. post that up what um um, um are you is it going to be like a small house type thing it's, it's pretty it's big. a big house About two meters by two meters Whoa. so dude that's so, awesome it's, well cool we'll enjoy the rest yeah. of the day and i'll talk to you soon all right. Fantastic. Later, bro. See ya. Peace. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening today. And again, thanks to Jonathan for chatting with me. Be sure to check out his YouTube channel, Maker Tales, where he does some really great work while sharing with makers of the world some tips and tricks in laser cutting, blender, and more. Be sure to check in next week. We'll be talking to one of my favorite makers in the space, Vicky, aka Tiga. She and I talked about her experience selling 3D printed object on Etsy, where she's picked up some really great tips and tricks for everyone who's going to be listening. And while you wait, remember that you can get yourself a Print That Thing membership at ptt.live so you can finally start 3D printing your own ideas. I'm Jay Wall. As always, keep creating.